0: Welcome to Boxed Wine, a true crime mockumentary memoir series. That's right, a made-up genre. (laughs) You're welcome. Every episode is a different crime committed against Christy Williams, the most unsuccessful, successful small business owner in North Canton, Ohio. She's kind of a big deal, mostly to middle-aged white women, which is just fine with her because who rules the world? Probably rich white men we've never heard of. These stories will be narrated by me, Christy Williams in the third person because who doesn't enjoy that? This crime was committed in Buffalo, New York. Our hero left North Canton, Ohio after she was broken up with a guy she didn't even realize she was dating. That's right, full on breakup and she had no clue they were in a romantic relationship. This still doesn't count as her being in a relationship as she literally had no clue not a single one. This is not the crime, although perhaps it should be. Christy moved to Buffalo to escape her Ohio life, meet new people, make new friends, and possibly fall in love. Her expectations were low and she was able to move because her friend, Lisa Lisa Miller, allowed her to live with her and rent her attic room. She had met Lisa years before at the North American Queen Convention. That's right, our favorite person's favorite band is Queen. She has impeccable taste. She moved there without a job and was able to land her dream gig, a retail position with Apple and the Walden Galleria Mall. It paid more money than any job she had ever had. $13 an hour. She was ecstatic. It took four interviews to get hired for a retail position with Apple, and every interview felt more like a date with each manager. Luckily for Christy, she could be very charming and could make a great first impression. She wooed all four managers with flying colors and started her job with her favorite company of all time. When she started the job, she quickly made friends, as many of the people working there were different, just like Christy. People with purple hair, gauged ears, crazy glasses, unique clothes. You had artists, musicians, photographers, filmmakers, all these creative, brilliant, funny people She was honestly, probably, one of the more boring people who worked there. She made a friend named Liz, who was referred to as Double Z because, duh, she spelled her name with two Z's. Keep up, please. Liz invited Christy to her birthday party at a bar in the hip part of town. Our hero's motto during her first year in Buffalo was to basically say yes to everything and be open-minded. So, despite not being a big fan of parties or bars, Christy said yes. Christy drove herself to the bar and parallel parked on the street. And we use that term loosely. She was easily three feet away from the curb and drove around three times before she found a spot she could navigate. Parallel parking may be her kryptonite. Correction. Parallel parking is her kryptonite. She walked to the bar wearing her typical, you know the drill, jeans, pop culture t-shirt, and high top converse. Her hair during this time was chemically straightened with a purple stripe in the front, and she had the sides and back shaved. She was going for a Rihanna look, But, you know, because it was her, it came across more as a 12-year-old skater boy haircut. She took a deep breath and pushed the door open to the bar. She found her friend Liz in a side room with a group of her friends. Christy recognized no one from work and instantly tried not to panic. When you're perpetually single, you have the pleasure of attending events totally alone and being left at the mercy of the people around you. You had no one to disappear into, no one to use as an excuse to leave early. It's one of the bravest things a person can do, going to a party alone. Our hero went to the bar and ordered an angry orchard. She pounded the first one and ordered another almost immediately, along with a shot of fireball. She then rejoined the group and stood off to the side, sipping her cider. Christy, thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thanks for inviting me. This is a this is a cool bar. Yeah, it's my favorite in the area. Oh, Susie just got here. I'm going to go say hi. Liz left Christy, and she smiled at the couple standing near her.
1: Yo, like the bag.
0: Thank you. Only true Star Wars fans catch on to it. We noticed it immediately. You guys obviously have great taste.
1: Okay, but like original trilogy or prequels?
0: Is that even a real question? I knew she was cool.
1: I called it first.
0: Christy smiled, making new friends, at a party, at a bar. Look at her doing stuff and being out and socializing like a normal person. Is this what people did all the time? And she was... Obviously really good at it. Why did she avoid bars and parties all those years in Ohio?
1: Ugh, my wife is such high maintenance.
0: Babe, I am not!
1: Yes, you are. You can never decide where to eat. You're always mad about something.
0: The husband slapped Christy hard on the back, and Christy jerked forward.
1: Women, am I right?
0: Christy had a flashback of working at Salvation Army in her early 20s. If you've listened to multiple episodes, we do ask that you are not keeping count of how many jobs Christie has actually had. But I digress. There was a busload of men from a halfway house that would come volunteer their time and sort items and restock the floor. They were all minorities and they generally aimed their attention at the skinny white women working there but a couple of them had their eyes on Christie. She bounced around the store, straightening up and smiling. She joked with all of them. During that time, she had decided to collect different versions of the book Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. One of the men caught on to this and started setting them aside for her in case she didn't have that edition. He was our hero's favorite, but there was a younger guy who always hit on her. Our favorite person was never good at handling this kind of attention. She tried to play it cool, but it always made her giggly and awkward. The younger guy sauntered over to her and looked her up and down, smacking his lips.
1: Mm, 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 you're my little linebacker.
0: Okay. Here's the thing, guys. If you want to make a girl feel cute and good about herself, maybe don't refer to her as a defensive member of a football team. It doesn't exactly make her feel like a delicate flower. Anyway, back to the bar. Christy stood up, straightened her back, and looked at the man. Sorry?
1: Well... You're obviously gay. I am? Well, yeah, I mean, you have short hair, glasses, gauges, so I just assumed.
0: You did assume. Quite a lot. Maybe you shouldn't do that. I'm not gay.
1: Well, I have two lesbians that are my friends, and they have short hair, glasses, and gauges.
0: Well, I have short hair because I'm black, and I don't think I can grow my hair long without a weave or a wig of some sort. I wear glasses because I'm literally blind, and I have gauges because I like the way they look. So...
1: Oh, well, sorry, I guess. You literally seem like a lesbian.
0: Christy chugged her full cider, walked away from the couple without a word, and approached her friend Liz. Christy said her goodbyes to her friend Liz, giving her a hug and thanking her for inviting her and then quickly left the scene of the crime? No, this was not the crime. She stepped out of the bar and took a deep breath, holding back tears of frustration. It was so irritating. She thought and hoped that people wouldn't assume this about her in Buffalo, Because it was a bigger city and not the small town she had emerged from. So much for that theory. She looked to the left and saw a large black man sitting on the ground with a cup in front of him. Christy dug into her Chewbacca bag and put $5 in his cup. He looked up at her and nodded. Can I ask you something? Yo, what up? Do you think I'm a lesbian?
1: Nah, you's a cute sister.
0: Thank you. I just don't know why I get it so often.
1: Yeah, I can help you out with it.
0: Really? The man stood up slowly, grabbing his cup.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you all about it while I walk you to your car.
0: Okay. Listen, we all know Christy is far too trusting, and we are all surprised she is still with us today.
1: Alright, so let me tell you, what you need to do is get that fine ass in a mini skirt and a crop top and I will have plenty of mofos I can introduce you to, girl. Oh! Yeah, 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 baby girl, just give me that number and I'll hook you up. I can straight help you out.
0: Our hero cannot lie and naturally gave him her actual number while she stood in front of her car. He looked her up and down, licking his lips. It was at this moment that she realized he was probably a pimp. But now he had her number and she was in too deep. He continued to talk to her.
1: Yeah, 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 girl, I got you. Give you a call soon. Just work on finding that outfit for your boy.
0: Okay, thank you. I I will. She wouldn't. He ran his finger down her arm. She smiled nervously, then hopped in her car and locked the door immediately. She drove home contemplating what she would look like in a miniskirt and a crop top and high heels. She found herself annoyed that people were constantly trying to get her to change who she was. Three days later, her phone rang and an unknown number popped up. She answered it. This. This was the crime. Who in the actual hell answers their phone, especially with an unknown number up on the screen? Christy. That's who. She answered it.
1: Yo, 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 baby girl, it's your boy G-Rock from the club the other night. I was hauling at my boy about you, told him all about your fine ass. Get that outfit ready, because he's ready to ride.
0: Our hero quickly hung up the phone and blocked the number. She was a bit concerned as he had been by her car and could have had her license plate and found out where she lived, but she hoped he wasn't that thorough. Christy never saw or heard from that man again. Luckily. So, who is to really, truly blame for this absolutely awful crime? Is it the pimp for having the audacity to actually call a person instead of just text? No. This was about nine years ago, so it still wasn't as much of a psychopath move that people find it is today. And, in his defense, he saw a money-making opportunity with a hot chick he is not to blame. Was it the guy who called Christy a lesbian and slapped her on the back at the bar? Nope, not even him. Ignorance is not bliss but it is an epidemic that generally gets people out of trouble for being total assholes. No, sadly, 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 the culprit is crystal clear this time around. It is 1,000% our favorite person of all time's fault for answering the damn phone. Tune in next time for the case of the Indian toilet. It's not as gross as it sounds, or is it? Narrated by Christy Williams Husband voiced by
1: Josh Bankert
0: Wife voiced by Jamie McCriss Liz voiced by Tracy Don Brewer Pimp voiced by
1: Mike Sturtevant
0: Salvation Army Guy voiced by
1: George McCriss.